Well, good morning and welcome to the Underhood Show. My name is Josh Prophet. I'm the service director here at Mel Hamilton Ford. A long time alongside me this morning. Can't spit that out. Sorry. Hey, it's all right. Alongside this uh, me this morning is Scotty German. Good morning, Scotty. Good morning. How are things going for you this morning? Absolutely amazing. I'm here with you. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Could, couldn't be better, right? Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, Phil uh, had a funeral <clears throat> that he had to attend this morning. So, uh, uh, with him through that uh, yeah. situation, I know you had uh, one here this last uh, last weekend. I did stuff like that. So, uh, but it is it is the last show of the, of the year. year of 2023. Man, this year has uh, <clears throat> absolutely flown by. Cannot believe how fast it went. Uh, you know, you, we get in here and get going and things are going, you know, seems like 900 miles an hour all the time. Oh, yeah. It definitely makes for a lot of interesting situations, uh, for sure. But then also, uh, I mean, it just, uh, the months just go by. That's for, that's for darn sure. So, that's right. Uh, but it is the last show of 2023. Uh, for sure. I hope everybody had a great Christmas uh, and safe travels through the holiday. Uh, you know, keep that up uh, as we approach this weekend for sure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, the weather is uh, stuck around and been pretty reasonable. Yeah. Uh, for travel. Not too bad. Things like that. Uh, fuel prices are a lot lower than what uh, what they have been. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, and so hope hopefully everybody has been able to to travel where they needed to go and get there when they when they needed to get there and didn't have any mechanical breakdown or anything like that but hey this is a call-in show 316-462-3673 that's the number to jump on the air here and uh, let's talk anything automotive so this is really your show so if there's something that you want to discuss uh, how something works new products check engine light uh, you know your car's acting a little weird or odd uh, give us a call again, 316 462 3673. Um, again, get it. Uh, we've got a we've got agenda, but uh, then people, you know, you can call in and put us in the ditch. That's right. We can try and get back on track, or we can stay in the ditch, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, whatever we need to do. But 316 462 3673, that's the number to jump on the air here. And let's talk anything automotive. Uh, for each and every caller that calls in, we also uh, uh, send them a, a package for calling in. It's the only show I know that you get paid to call in on, uh, but it consists of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here uh, at Mel Hamilton Ford. While we're performing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection on your vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components, making sure that that vehicle is ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. Uh, you'll also receive yourself 10 dollars to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Complete nitrogen for your tire so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which consists of a can of uh, CF5 uh, for your fuel system and MOA, uh, which is motor oil additive for your engine oil. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. So let's get the phones ringing. 316 316- Four six two three six seven three. So, Scotty, I know you got a list uh, that uh, that you wanted to, or got wrote down there a list that you wanted sure. to go over. Um, but I also I want to put it out there for the callers or people that are calling in. We're going to give away the works package today, but then also on top of that, for the first caller uh-huh. that uh, wants to call in, it is a new year. We're going to talk about uh, you know. Um, 
talk about things new. Okay. So whether it's a New Year's resolution that oh, uh, you want to make in automotive, so something that you could do better for your individual vehicle to to help take care of it. So an, a new resolution from that, or uh, if you don't have anything there, let's talk about your first new car purchase. Okay. Uh, whether it was a new car or just first new to you. Okay. Car. So your All very right. first car uh, purchase, um, what it was, you know, how the, how it went. Uh, did you end up liking the car? Was oh. it your best friend? Was it your worst enemy? Uh, so we'll put that out on the table. Okay. So for the first caller that wants to call in and uh, talk about that, in addition to the, the package that we're going to give away, we're going to give them a $50 gift card that they could use, you know, uh, they can Perfect. use it in the racing shop. They could use it for service if they need additional uh, service work. Um, or if they want to come in and buy a Traxxas remote control car, <laughs> they can use it for that. You want window tinting, you can use it for that. Yeah. Like the list just goes on and on. So, and again, that's going to go out to the, to, the first caller perfect so, uh but again it is uh, the last show of 2023 and so we're going to talk about uh, new things for the new year yeah about that that so, sounds good to me and then uh in addition while we're getting that going um you know in light for me uh i think the easiest thing or the the thing that i am most focused on when it comes to automotive maintenance and um uh, I guess automotive maintenance and just general uh, service has got to be the oil change. Oh, yeah. And sure. I, I don't know. I've talked about it a million times on this show, but it's just natural instinct for me when I hop in a vehicle to look up at the oil change sticker and to see where the odometer is. You're better at it than I am. Yeah, and you it, are. It, it drives me nuts. Uh, from a from a staff standpoint, if sure. not if everybody is not like that, for one, uh, just because consumers just generally do not pay attention to you're it. You're right. You're right. And I think we depend on on them sometimes whenever we hop in and they don't mention it. But you're exactly right because that is probably the most bare essential thing that you have as a responsibility to to take care of your vehicles well, to change the oil. And it's not the here's my thing with it. Like looking at that sticker and then looking at the odometer, like it the vehicle's not going to stop running. Yeah. It's not going <laughs> to it's no, there's no there's no it's going to go. It's going to continue to go, but also for longevity for uh, protecting your investment for oh, yeah. not ending up on the side of the road. And so then I correlate that with, okay, I, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many vehicles that I get in that they've completely removed the sticker. Oh yeah. Like it's not even there. Yep. And, and, and that just blows me away. Yep. Like, I don't, what are you, <laughs> what are you thinking? So I don't know if you have a thought on that. So maybe you don't like the way it looks. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's an sure. eyesore or something like that. But, uh, then I think, okay, of, I mean, think about all the different repair facilities that are out there, all the different automotive, you know, mm -hmm. uh, oil change spots um, that are out there. And how does a consumer know where to choose to do business? Yeah. What are they, what are they basing that decision off of? Probably quite a few things, I would guess. I think I think you and I probably have a difference of opinion as far as why we choose certain places. But my favorite thing in the world is whenever Phil talks about going to some particular place and it's dead. Yeah. He doesn't want to go there. So I've got... Uh... <laughs> We've got a caller coming through, but I have a, a situation or a scenario that I got involved with this week talking to an individual about this specific thing. Yeah. Um, 
you know, about uh, choosing a service facility and and kind of the experience that they had and, and stuff like that. We'll get uh, we'll get this caller patched through, and then we'll we'll uh, go ahead and we'll talk about that as well. But uh, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> that that oil change sticker and the maintenance interval to me, it's just it's so important. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's not just about the oil change. Mm-hmm. I mean, it that starts there. But there's so much more value that can be added, added to that as well. So we'll get this uh, collar collar patched in here, and uh, we'll see what they got to talk about yeah. for the for the new year uh, and what uh, what's going on with them. I want to hear so. first cars, first cars. That's yeah, that's the good one. Think so? I think so. That's the stuff that I like. Is uh, is is the first vehicle? Yep. Let's see. Get. Uh, well, come on now. So, Greg, we're trying to get you patched through here to see uh, to see what you have going on. But again, 316-462-3673. That's a number to jump on the air here with us and, uh, you know, talk about uh, anything automotive that you want to talk about. Or if you also want to talk about... Um, you know, we're we're down to the last show of the year. It is a new year, so the the challenge was talking about uh, uh, New Year's resolution that you may have that yeah. is automotive related, or uh, if you wanted to talk about uh, first new vehicle experience. So whether it's a brand new vehicle or whether it's just a new to you vehicle, uh, those will work. So yeah. let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Greg. Greg, you're on live with Under the Hood. Good morning. Yes. Well, my very first car was a 71 Ford Torino GT. Fastback. <laughs> nice. 71. And That's it, awesome. And so <laughs> it was It was brand new. Brand new. Okay. And uh, it was a fun car. And I only had it two years and traded it off for a Charger SE with a 400 Magnum. <laughs> it was a fun car. Yeah, you, you got rid of one fun car for another fun car. So let's uh, yeah. so let's let's talk about that experience. So in '71, uh, did uh, the did you go to a specific dealership um, because they had the car, or was it uh, was it something that you were going there to purchase a vehicle, anyways? I I uh, grew up in a small town near out in the country near a small town western Kansas, and I I ordered it from Ralph Baird. Okay. In Kinsley, Kinsley, Kansas, back then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with Kinsley. So Same. you uh, you ordered it from that dealership, right? Do you would you happen at all to remember how long you waited for it? No, it wasn't too long. Yeah, I'd say. Oh, it wasn't too, not more than six weeks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty good. And so, uh, your expectations when you ordered it versus when you got the car, did it meet every expectation that you, uh, that you had? It matter exceeded. Yeah. That's good. It had the three, the 351 back then four barrel and it did fine. And then, uh, previous to that, what was the closest to new vehicle that you had had? Oh, I guess in college I drove a, well, I guess it was only about four or five years old. Yeah. Five years probably. <laughs> but it, it really was a, a hand-me-down for my folks to go to college with. This is my first car. That, yeah, that was that was your uh, that was your first interest for sure. Right. Right. Well, well very good. Yeah, that's uh, – <clears throat> 
you know, when you get to go through that process and pick out what color you want and, you know, the interior that you want and, uh, stuff like that, there's a, there's something definitely to be said about that, that this is, this is what I wanted, Uh you know, that, that shows a statement. So you had it for about two years, uh, in that two years, uh, timeframe, did you do anything to it as far as like add any accessories or wheels or anything along those lines? Only thing is I, I put an eight track in it back then <laughs> heck yeah man that's uh that's <laughs> awesome yeah that's that's very cool so and then uh had it about two years remember just roughly how many miles you had on it in that time i put it had about forty thousand. oh wow oh wow and but and it's set for for 13 weeks when i was shipped out of town on on business and it's set in a parking lot it set out of that two years it set a quarter <laughs> yeah wow so you uh it definitely uh you didn't let any grass grow on that <laughs> no <laughs> at all and so got rid of it uh, about two years later what'd you get rid of it for well i wanted i wanted that new uh dodge charger with the 400 magnum and and i bought it in kinsley too i ordered it from fravel fravel motors yeah back then. Cool. and he turned around and sold it to my first cousin. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Until he wrecked it. Oh, <laughs> he man. Until he wrecked it, totaled it. Yeah. Wow. Very, very good. I wonder if that eight track, did it, the eight track stay in it the whole time? Uh, the first one got stolen. Oh, <laughs> wow. In broad daylight in Wichita there. Wow. And, uh, and then I put another one in, and it, it went with the car when I traded it off. Yeah. So it got stolen while you had it? Yep. Wow. Yep. I, just, I just think of somebody carrying across an A-track <laughs> in, in the mall parking yeah, lot right now. For sure. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, that's crazy. So, well, very good. Uh, thank you very much for the story. Uh, you know, it's always it's always fun to, it's it's amazing to me how many stories are can be related to, to something automotive oh, yeah. you know whether it's a new car or it's just such a such can be both a very exciting time in somebody's life and then also can be very bad. Uh, a very a bad experience in somebody's life uh, when you talk about you know automotive stories like that for so sure. greg uh thank you very much for the call uh, we'll add that 50 dollar gift card uh, onto your package as well and like i said that'll be good for <clears throat> Any additional services or anything that uh, that you need to get taken care of uh, while you're while you're here uh, with us? So, uh, yep, you have a very safe and happy new year. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank right. you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, very cool story. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's just a. It just totally amazes me how uh, how stories can be related to to automotive or uh you know and again that can be both good and bad stories for sure uh how much uh how much trouble can be drummed on automotive (laughs) uh as well you know i don't i think that's uh uh, talking with techs or interviewing new techs into the industry oh yeah it's always they they get into it because uh it's a passion Sure. You know, it's a, a passion or a desire to be around it. And then everybody thinks, okay, you know, I'm, I got this car. Well, now I want to go fast, you know, <laughs> or, or racing is always kind of a, a driver into the automotive uh, field side of things. And I always say, you know, racing was never a thing until 
the second vehicle was made then, yeah. then racing became a thing yeah <laughs> for sure so it's always or a horse there was never a horse yeah. race until there was another horse around right <laughs> something along those lines but what was yours uh what was my so first new vehicle was a, a silver auto pickup yeah it was a 2003 uh, silver auto pickup um so that was first brand new one yeah. Um, what was your actual first car? That's oh, what I, that's what I want to yeah. know. So in in high school, um, you know, I I, I and then high school I had five cars. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so the a very first initial one was a was a Buick Regal. It was a 1980 Buick Regal. That's a uh, two door. Uh, yeah, two door <laughs> uh, Regal, and it uh, it was fast. Yeah. It was uh, it was really fast. Of course, you know now. Uh, it, I don't, I wouldn't even be getting to guess. It probably had, you know, 500 horsepower, maybe yeah. something like that. Back then was, you kind of had something if you had that now, sure. 500 horsepower, we're putting that out and, you know, yeah, lawnmowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in anything, uh, for sure. And so, um, yeah, the, but the first new, new vehicle would have been that, uh, Silverado pickup and had it for, you know, for, for several years and, and really enjoyed it. And it did a lot of, uh, you know, everybody, uh, needs a pickup or has a pickup. And then everybody that doesn't have a pickup, knows somebody that has, has a pickup. pickup. <laughs> and so I hate being that guy. Sometimes you are the guy that gets called when somebody's moving, <laughs> you get, get, get involved in a lot of things. Yeah, and if, uh, if you're lucky, then you can just, uh, donate your pickup to the cause. Oh, yeah. Actually physically be involved in moving something, but that's, uh, that's definitely a, a truck thing for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, so. I, I got a 1998, uh, Ford Ranger was my very first truck. Yeah. And it was stick shift, but it, it was the one that had the step side on the bed. Okay. The flare side. Yeah. yeah. The flare side. And that was the coolest truck. I've, I've missed that truck so very much. I and haven't that was seen brand it. new. It wasn't brand new. Yeah. It was just, it was just my, fr- yeah, yeah, it was just my first gotcha. truck. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was a good truck. And then I got my very first brand new vehicle I bought from here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. Cause I'm young. so uh you know i wanted to go back uh, and kind of recap what we were talking about initially and and that is just the works yeah the general works on being able to maintain or take care of your vehicle and i guess express you know how important that is or how important that service is but not only uh just completing that service but I guess where you're completing it, but then what else is being done yeah. in that interval? Um, and like I said, uh, before we took the call, had the opportunity to speak with a gentleman this week and this was outside of anything here. We're just, yeah. uh, I was making conversation. I was actually at another, another place of business. Um, and I happened to, uh, see a gentleman, uh, he, we were in the parking lot. He gets out of his truck and like the whole driver's side of his truck is just, smashed in like, oh, I no. mean, from the front bumper all the way down to the rear bumper and, you know just in conversation i was like man that uh must have been an exciting ride you know <laughs> there was surely a story to tell behind all this uh physical damage on the side of this truck and so we went along and and was talking kind of about what happened well he had ended up in a median on interstate 70 oh um 
and then I'm thinking, okay, well, there's still, there's gotta be more to this the details, you know, what's, you know, what's going on. And so he had said that, uh, he was going down the road and he had a wheel bearing that had failed on him. Oh, and he essentially kind of lost control of the vehicle and it running into the guardrail. Oh. Now, luckily, absolutely nobody else was hurt or anything like that. And so, uh, you know, in curiosity fashion, I'm like, okay, you know, kind of give me the the sequence of events. And, you know, he, he's telling me that, um, that it had happened. The truck had quite a few miles on it. It was around like 170,000 miles. So okay. a pretty substantial amount of miles. Well, then I went into the story or the asking, you know, some, some more questions about, you know, well, how about the, how about like, when was the last time it was serviced? And he says, well, that's kind of the odd thing is that I just had it in about 400 miles previous to this happening to, to be serviced. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, where'd, you know, where'd you take it or whatever? And I won't name the, 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 the company, but it was a, one of the drive through oil spots. Okay. That makes sense. And so, and I said, Oh, well, what's your, what's your, ex, you know, experience with that? And he says, Oh man, they're, they're great. They get me in and out. And I'm, you know, I, he says, I wasn't even there 15 minutes. That's a red flag. And <laughs> in my mind, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just in awe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in 15 minutes, what can be done in 15 minutes? Like you, did they change his oil? Yeah. They changed his oil, but that is it. <laughs> like he said, he says, you know, I go there, I, I pull in, I drive over a pit. Like I don't even see a guy in the, there's somebody down below. I uh-huh. don't even see him. Don't even know what they're doing. But he says, I stayed in the vehicle, in the, vehicle yeah. the entire time. Completely. They never lifted the truck off the ground. They never got the tires off to rotate it. Yeah. And I, there's nothing against, against this place of business, but as a consumer doing something like that versus a true works sure. service with a multi-point inspection and everything like that. And as a consumer, I mean, I guess, I guess I get it. I understand that. Okay. You're looking for convenience. You're looking for, um, you're looking for the least, uh, least amount of time out of your day, mm-hmm. um, from that side. But you have to understand that there's value in that. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot missed by doing a service that way. And believe it or not, before I came to Mel Hamilton, I actually worked at a facility that was very similar to that. And there and there's a lot of um, things that you can miss with doing services like that, just because, like you said, not picking up the vehicle and and a lot of vehicles anymore. Fifteen minutes to drain all the oil out of it. That that doesn't happen. <laughs> You're not getting everything out. Yeah. So there's a lot of things like that that are just giant red flags to me. That you know it. Well, that that's you know. part of being in the industry, though. Sure. So, to a normal consumer, like, how do you how do you convey that to a normal consumer of what they're what what they're after? And where I guess I'm going with that is is it's our job to build the value in what we do every mm-hmm. day, and we I think a lot of times, you know. And naturally so just being busy and like we were talking about sure. uh, earlier in the, in the show is that, you know, this, this year is just blown by. Well, if you're, if you're not conveying those details and what yeah. is all being done, you lose that value Oh, for sure to, to the customer. And so it's important to be able to, 
to tell them what they're getting in a work service. And Absolutely. So, I mean, I think of just, you know, just right out of the gate for us on a work service, there's more things that happen um, in your part of that operation than going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are some of those, what are some of those details that, that happen in that work service that, that you can think of right off the top of your head that a customer is probably not getting in a, in a situation similar oh, sure. to what this gentleman was receiving. I mean, everything that they check is, is viable. I mean, we have actually parts of our invoice that spe- specify like tires, batteries, brakes mm-hmm. on all of our invoices that they were checked and whether they passed or failed just to basically pass on that knowledge to the customer. Now as an advisor, that's all a responsibility. Obviously, if there's something that we found to obviously relay that information, but um, that's just three things of a multi-point inspection that no kidding has, you know, dozens of different things on that inspection that we check. that are all safety related items and the measurements of the brakes and things like that as well. Well, and we'll get into the multi-point here, you know, a little bit further down the, down the road here, but I'm even pre-check-in. Oh, just like an inspection yeah. walking around yeah. the vehicle? Yeah. So a customer pulls in the drive, you know, right off the bat, I'm thinking, okay, well, an alignment check. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, for every for every customer that, that comes through the door, like we're doing a basic alignment check on your vehicle without without you even knowing it. I mean, yeah, sure. you drive through the doors and the machines are set up right there and capturing that data. Now, how valuable is that? That you know, I mean, that's basically a hundred dollar value if you look at it. But well, yeah, <laughs> and so I don't even. I'm not even saying putting a value on it as sure. far as uh, what what. Uh, that's a what, very safety related yeah, item. That's that's yes. what I'm after. Is yeah, this, is the safety aspect of it. And then you know, when was the last? Uh, I'm sure you priced a set of tires yesterday. Yeah, I did. What, what was the what was the dollar figure for four tires mounted and balanced? And, and it's a, the, it, they're getting. A little expensive nowadays. I mean, you can almost. You can, I would say the average cost is probably eight eight hundred dollars. They're getting closer to a thousand dollars. You're yeah. you're touching that mark right about now. Uh, which I mean, there's not many people that uh, would say, okay, if you walked up to him tomorrow and said, hey, I got to have a thousand dollars, like, uh, yeah, there's people that could do it, but it's that's a that's a pain point. Oh yeah, you know for sure. And so to be able to plan that out and know, you know a year down the road of, Hey, okay. Probably six months, then three months, then, sure. you know, uh, as that gets closer, you can prepare for it. And then on top of that, we're getting ready to get into weather where the, I mean, you got ice and snow. And so if you're talking about like tires and tread depths and things like that, just to be able to check that is obviously crucial as well. And we do that walking around the vehicle. You know, um, the other side of tires is uh, run into a situation just the other day. We, uh, at times we'll, We'll do uh, DOT inspections, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and repair or work on trailers. And trailers is one of the things. I mean, uh, and v- there's a lot of vehicles like that too that uh, they do a lot of sitting. Uh, oh yeah, uh, especially you know somebody has a high performance vehicle or something that doesn't get drove a lot. Um, that that's just their church vehicle. Maybe. Oh yeah. Um, DOT uh, the the date or the age of a tire is is a huge thing too. Um, you know, dry rotting or cracking is not as common as it used to be, uh, but it's definitely still prevalent. Oh, for yeah. Sure. yeah. And so just a good uh, physical inspection on that tire 
to make sure that it is roadworthy, uh, that it's going to be okay. And like you said, this time of year with inclement weather, you want to have everything to the <laughs> to the best of for sure ability for sure. Uh, and so, on that works <clears throat> basic service, we're driving in, we're checking the alignment, we're doing a walk around on the vehicle, uh, you know, looking at wiper blades. That's oh, yeah. you know how many people. Uh, need wiper blades but then don't remember it or forget about it until it rains rains or or snows and then you're in them you're traveling you're going somewhere you need them now and you don't have them and then by the time the next time you can do anything about it you've done forgot about it again because it's kansas and that only happens every so (laughs) often uh for sure so that's a that's another huge one oh yeah um you know the battery What's the state of the battery? That's another big one. I mean, especially whenever it always seems that batteries decide to die in the worst possible scenarios. And it's always when it's freezing cold outside and you're trying to get to work in the morning, you just dusted off all of the ice and stuff that that accumulated overnight and you go into the vehicle and try to start it up and click. Not a thing. And so just with the basic getting the vehicle serviced, we can actually use a tester and see what the health overall health of that battery it is, yeah. you know, is. And that can definitely be a life saver in a situation to where you need to get to where you need to go. And we understand that just don't put it off to the last minute kind of thing, but that's definitely one thing that we always check. Yeah. Uh, so now let's we'll move away from the multi-point inspection. I want to get back to that more on the sure. on the technician side, but what's something else that you guys uh, just at write up are looking for? Uh, well, what do you mean? Like, okay. so how about uh, open campaigns or recalls? Oh yeah, big time. That's a good one. Yeah, check it every single vehicle that comes in. If it's a Ford vehicle, we can pull up any open uh, campaigns on vehicles, like warranty extensions and or recalls. Um, and that's, that's pretty easy, but that's like something that we don't even think about anymore. Sorry, you drew me on a blank because it's so automatic. Well, my thing though, is that how are we at conveying that to the customer that we're even doing that? that? We're even doing that. I'm, I'm pretty good at that. You see, you you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just something that in our mind, okay, we do it every day. So it's just part of this process. Well, that 15 minute oil spot, Mm -hmm. no way that happened. (laughs) <laughs> like there's no, there's no way that that happened for nor sure. Did, nor did anybody there care for sure. Yeah, no, you're right. 15 minutes. There's no way that they're checking that stuff. Um, and so, okay. Conveying that to a customer of this is important and this is why. Yeah. Now let's say they, let's say they have four or five recalls. Well, mm-hmm. a recall is a, is a safety item. Yeah. Well, yeah. That is something that, uh, now, I will I will agree with <laughs> with some people that uh, there are some things that they recall. It's like, okay, come on, guys. You know, <laughs> yes, I, I do do believe this needs to be tended to or get done, but this is not a not a showstopper here, sure, uh, by any means. But then there's a lot of recalls out there that have they've been recalled for a reason and have caused a lot of serious issues and and problems. Um, and so, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely. Um, you know, uh, something that we do and get addressed, uh, for a customer. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely recalls that we, we try to get obviously scheduled, especially if they need to come over to the main dealership and things like that, that are larger and stuff. But, uh, all of them, in my opinion, are, are pretty serious, no matter what, there's a recall out there for a reason, especially if it's a safety recall, those need to be done. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, 
you know, in your experience, uh, the talking about recalls in general, <clears throat> years ago, I think uh, the manufacturers had a lot a wider band of recalls. So, in other words, when they um, when they had something that was uh, being recalled, it affected way more vehicles. Well, now they've got it dialed down to where the amount of uh, the amount of recalls uh, per each individual recall number mm-hmm. is a lot fewer. Right, um, and so it's to a consumer, you know, years ago, the media would come out and say, okay, uh, they still do it. 98 (laughs) Ford Explorers have a recall. And everybody that owned a 98 Ford Explorer thought that they had a recall. Well, the number is way fewer, but also I do believe there are a lot more recalls now than what there used to be. Yeah. And so for, uh, for an individual or, or someone such as yourselves, like you've got to check it every time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the likelihood of a vehicle having a recall is probably pretty good, but it doesn't affect a mass number of uh, right. a mass number of vehicles generally. For sure. Uh, and so to be able to keep track of that and understand, you know, what does, what doesn't, the only way to tell is to, to look and yeah, that's each yeah. and every time something you got to do each and every time. So, well, let's, uh, let's go to the phones. We got a caller on the line. So let's go to the phones and talk to Jeremy. Jeremy, you're on live with under the hood. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I love watching your guys' show. Well, thank you. Yeah. Hey, so I have a question. So when it comes to like the, hang on here. When it comes to, uh, I got a recently, I put in a new uh, car battery in. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was probably this summer. And battery terminals keep forming a lot of corrosion do you know what would cause that i I wouldn't think a brand new battery would be doing that yeah it's a it's a great question jeremy what kind of vehicle are we working on uh it's it's a ford okay taurus taurus okay so it's a it's a top post battery right Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what, uh, what's happening there? And I don't know where you got the battery or, um, what manufacturer a battery it is, but basically there is, uh, that gas or the acid gas is escaping from the top post in the casing. And that's, what's causing that corrosion on that battery. Um, so it is, uh, it is something, I mean, to have a little bit of that happen is natural, uh, but if it's excessive, then there's an issue with the battery. Now, uh, there's two ways to go about that. And again, without looking at it, I wouldn't be able to, to tell you, um, you know, kind of which way that is. But um, BG actually uh, produces a service and they use, uh, there's chemicals that they use to clean up the existing corrosion on that cable. Uh, then there is a sealer that goes on to seal that cable after it's been cleaned. Uh, but then another part of that process is they actually have a, a pad that goes in between the the post and the and the cable, and that's to uh-huh. prevent those gases from getting onto that cable. Um, but if you've cleaned it up uh, a couple of different times or multiple times and it still is occurring or happening, there's probably something going on with that battery, um, that's, that's causing it or making it, making it do that. Um, and I've seen, I've seen some battery cables that look like, uh, literally a Chia pet. Oh yeah. You know, that, that just have corrosion yeah. everywhere. And you know what the, where the problem is with that is that 
corrosion, I mean, as it starts to corrode, it just keeps going and it will actually get, uh, yeah, you're cleaning the terminal, but it'll actually get down inside of the cable uh, where you can't access it or even see yeah. that it's happening. One day you'll go out uh-huh. and it just won't want to start. And so <laughs> not only that with battery monitors and stuff like yeah. that attached to the cables is where they are. It gets a lot more expensive the further down it goes. Not only are you replacing a cable, but a battery monitor as well. And so that's another thing to think about too. So uh, as as part of uh, calling into the show today, Jeremy, you know, you're going to get the multi-point inspection. With that, we can take a look at that battery uh, and the cable and see if uh, see if it's something that just the simple BG service will will take care of or fix that or if it's something that hey there's there's an issue with the battery the other side of that is um you know if if the battery is leaking like that eventually it's gonna be detrimental enough to the battery that the battery is gonna fail you right too so we would need to need to okay. catch that or look at that too so so you're so you're telling me it's normal to have a little bit over time but yeah. I'm not like like you were saying, like it's excessive. Yeah, and if it keeps reoccurring too, is the other thing. Uh, you know, for the most part, that battery is sealed, and and again, that's where uh, quality of battery. I'm not saying that you can't buy a quality battery and it be defective, but for the most part, you know, the the more quality batteries there, you're going to have the less uh, <clears throat> the less chance of that happening. They used to have vents outside mm-hmm. of those batteries. Now, even and they they recycle the casing. A lot of the times and the, and sometimes that vent is still there, but that vent is closed off so that those gases have to go someplace and they tend to leak out from the terminals and that happens oh, more often than okay. not. Yeah. So, but, uh, again, we'll, okay. uh, put that multi-point inspection or that multi-point inspection will be on, on, uh, on your package as well. And so we can take a look at that for you and, and help make the best determination of, uh, what the best process would be for you. So, all right. Yeah. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you taking my call today. and appreciate the package. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. You have a good new year, Jeremy. Th- yeah, both Thank- of you. Same. Thanks you for bet. the call. All right. Well, yeah, that's, uh, man, I've seen a lot of, uh, seen a lot of corrosion. Uh, I cannot tell you some the times that I've seen a full chia pet literally <laughs> growing underneath a battery like that, and I'm thinking, man, how the heck is that thing going to start <laughs> when uh, when it's that cold? For sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I've I've seen it multiple times, and then you wonder, it's like how how often is this hood popped up? Do you do you look underneath the hood ever? Because it just ends up being like a it looks like one of those I don't know they used to be candy back in like the 70s it looked like a cone that's going to be a no because uh, I had to go to quick trip and get uh, a pop and then I got back in the vehicle and went on down the road and true yeah just so happened to look up and seeing that I was 10,000 miles overdue for an oil change change, yeah that's what brought me here (laughs) but uh, again get it everybody's busy and uh, has something going on but you know, uh, corrosion. And like you said, now, I mean, you can't even replace a battery in a vehicle without resetting a couple different modules on it. Yeah. Like it's not a matter of just unbolting it and, and putting it back in. And, and it's not at the front of the car anymore. Well, that, I mean, in some <laughs> cases you can't even find the battery. So that's a, that's a whole nother thing. Oh, uh, for, for sure. sure. So, well, anyways, Hey, let's go back to the phone. Let's talk to Dan. Dan, good morning. You're on live with under the hood. Good morning, Josh. Hey, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, this is Dan Wick. Yeah. Uh, how much problems are you guys having with the port escapes? 
I keep reading videos that they're having transmission problems. Of transmission problems? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm... several uh, uh, videos, and in my house, lady, she had to have hers replaced. Had to have the transmission replaced? Uh-huh. Man, I uh, honestly, Dan, just the number of units that are out there versus yeah. the number of issues that we've had has been uh, has definitely been pretty minimal, uh, for sure. And that's one thing, man. That internet—that's what drives uh, drives me crazy. Like that mm-hmm. is, you get a couple people out I there. I know that, it. Boys, they've always got something going. You know that that puts something out there, and but uh, I'm. I mean, the Escape has really been more of a, a yeah. pretty durable vehicle. I would say they've gotten more probably bad press over the over the engine than i would say the transmission for sure um well what kind of warranty did those have on them so from the factory you're going to have 336 bumper to bumper um and then you're going to have a five-year 60,000 uh powertrain warranty on the transmission and so you know it would be it would be a pretty substantial warranty for sure Uh, and if there was something going on from the manufacturing standpoint like it should really reveal itself when the for sure that first uh you know five years or sixty thousand miles of ownership um and then a lot of times you know uh, uh, this goes off of what we were talking about earlier in the show if they've come up and there's deemed to be i guess a, a big problem with with something they'll go through and put an extended coverage on it you know i can think of that with the with the focuses and the, mm-hmm. and the dps6 the clutches assemblies that that they have in those uh that was a little bit of a uh, issue for for those cars but again the manufacturer came along and then put a hundred and fifty thousand mile warranty uh, extension on it. extension on that and so if there's something that that you know they they've really noticed uh, that there's a large span of it and they'll they'll go through and do that but if you're again taking that to Joe's lube spot like he may not know that that's even a thing but as to where every time they bring it in we're able to scan the van and see about any extended warranties or coverages or recalls or uh, things like that so and you made a good point as well not only um especially if there is something like that that has like a transmission problem they're still all controlled by modules and i would say majority of the time if they see an issue um there is normally going to be a software update recall that ends up coming out to reprogram the pcm if they see it being a problem that's you know that's going forward so that's another thing uh, as well but no i haven't uh, being the service advisor here for uh going on 12 years coming up pretty quick i have not heard of the 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 newer escapes being being any kind of an issue of a transmission at all. Okay, well, there's also, um, of course, you guys don't sell them, but six uh, two, and the Chevrolet. My neighbor has a Denali, mm-hmm. and he has a seventy thousand miles, and the one that lets you skim apart and it destroyed his motor. There is a you know talking about cam and lifters. That is a mm-hmm. that is a huge thing uh, for Chevrolet. Uh, you know for sure. And I, I don't understand because that's that's been going on for for many years, and I don't understand. Uh, again, you know, it's common in the it's common in the industry, but also the number of units that they have out there versus the number of units that that have the issue uh, may not be as big of a as big of a problem as I guess what we see or I hear about, uh, for sure. Again, the internet is really good about yeah. giving you, giving yeah, well, you his, his was a 19 is 60,000 miles. And he had just 
they wouldn't cover it. So he ended up just basically trading off the way it was and got very little out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised yeah, he, that he got him. He got a left. He got a left. Instead, he said, "I'm not putting that much money in it." Yeah, I'm really he wanted like seventeen thousand dollars for a motor for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really surprised that they did not uh, that 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 they did not have any extended warranty coverage or anything like that for him uh, for that vehicle for sure. Um, and what surprises me too is that Cayman lifter problem has kind of spanned over a couple of different generations yeah. of motors and piston uh, rings too. Too so, um, and you know going going through there, uh, the the best thing I can say about that is I'll preventative maintenance is worth a lot. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that, that it would have changed the outcome uh, entirely, but it certainly couldn't have hurt anything. Yeah. Um, to, yeah, to he, do good preventative share, maintenance on that. Yeah. The Chevrolet like garage, I mean, all his maintenance always was done there. And uh-huh. of course I work on his other vehicles, but he, he was just totally bummed on that deal. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, at 60,000 miles, you would surely think that, uh, you, you wouldn't expect to have that kind of problem. Now, years ago, back in when we talked to the gentleman earlier, oh, yeah. they had a 70, 72, 74 Dodge, like, okay, 60,000 miles, you're, you know, you're three quarters of the way to done. That's right. That yeah. thing. But, you know, in today's vehicles, you put 100,000 miles on it and you're just really getting started, you know, mm-hmm. um, as far as right, reliability right. and dependability goes for sure. And, you know, years ago, GM used to have a 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. I think it was about 2012. Twelve, I think, is, is when, that when they, they cut it off. Is when they brought it back down to to sixty thousand miles. So, yeah, they would do anything for him. I thought that was just just horrible, you know. See, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does seem it's seem expensive too. You know. Yeah, seems. I never did hear what they gave him trading, but he said it wasn't very much. That's an expensive business, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Expensive vehicle. They just trash it. You know, I disagree. Very crazy. So, Dan, uh, uh, I'll ask you the question that we had uh, earlier uh, earlier in the show. What was your very first brand new vehicle? My very uh, Corvette. A Corvette. Corvette. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good yeah. first vehicle. That's good. Eighty four Corvette. Eighty four. Okay. Did you um, <laughs> did you order it uh, specifically how you wanted it, or was you showed up and it happened to find you? Yeah, I went up to Heavens on the Greca and they had it on the showroom floor and I bought it there. Yeah, very good. Well, that is a, that's a that's very a good, good uh, that's a good first one. <laughs> good Man. first story. So how long did you own it for? Oh, about three years. Uh-huh. Back in my wall days. I yeah. drove it. You, you, you drove it like, <laughs> it a, like a Corvette. Though. Yeah. 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 It really held up good for me. Yeah. And so in three years, roughly how many miles do you think you had on that thing? Uh probably 25 yeah huh very good what color was it it was uh bronze okay Ooh, a bronze color oh boy yeah very good i like it and do you remember what you traded it for um i can't remember now what i traded it for i think it was a truck yeah z71 truck that's a you know corvettes mustangs like i they are fun to drive and uh camaros you know all that Oh yeah, kind of lower sports car deal. They are definitely fun to get at in and out of, or excuse me, fun to drive. But man, after a little while of getting in and out of them, being tall and oh uh, yeah, yeah, and you can probably yeah, relate to that. <laughs> is uh, it, it's it, really cramped. In it's there not that bad if you're five truck. seven. It does. It doesn't take yeah, long. That V fifty one truck was insane. I love that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I never had any trouble with that thing. I understand that completely. Well, very good. Well, Dan, thank you very much for the call. Uh, have a very safe and happy new year. Okay. Yeah. Happy new year. Guys, too. Thank you very right. much. Thanks, sir. Uh, all righty. Have a good day. You, you too. too. Well, very good. You know, we were talking about uh, the multi-point inspection. And one of the things that I, that I wanted to bring up uh, was the, you know, our version of, uh, of the multi-point inspection. So I was going to throw this one hey, up here on the screen. Look at that. And this is this is what we do. Yeah. I mean, this is on on every vehicle and be able to be able to uh, check over all these items for a customer to know that they're that they're safe and ready to go. When I go back to my uh, visit with this gentleman that I had uh, earlier this week in regards to his wheel bearing going out and the vehicle just being in, you know, about uh, 400 miles previous to that happening. Like, and and I don't know, there's no factual information that says that this would have prevented that. Sure. But I think, I mean, it was a $20,000 damage yeah. on the side of this truck. <laughs> I mean, it was totaled. Yeah. It totaled the truck over a wheel bearing. For sure. And, uh, you know, I think, okay, man, would could that have been different if, uh, you know, if it had went somewhere and they did a thorough multi-point inspection right. and checked over things and found this wheel bearing and replaced it and, you know, not caused this gentleman, um, you know, and luckily for him, the outcome that he had was really not that bad because, I mean, yeah, they totaled his truck, truck but, but like he walked he away. He was fine. It yeah. didn't involve anybody else. You know, um, it uh, certainly could have been a much worse situation uh, for sure over a multi-point inspection for or sure. what could have been a multi-point inspection was was my view on it uh, completely. And so, I as uh, as somebody... I guess in the industry is it's about choices and, you know, but then also being in the industry, it reminds me how, um, how we have to go above and beyond and convey what is actually happening mm -hmm. and what, where the perceived value is in the service that we provide. Um, and that was something that it just really, really stood out to me. Sure. Um, because again, it's about convenience and we got to make it convenient for a customer, but also we can't, we can't do this in 15 minutes. No like way. It's impossible. No, there's it, no it, way. It can't be done. And so you have to be able to, to explain that and, yeah. and justify that uh, to I've the had, consumer. I've had that situation before to where when somebody came in for an oil change and I told them, uh, I was like, well, it'll probably be about an hour. Just uh, that's about how long it takes. And she made that same comment, which is like, I've been to places, you know, where it takes 15, 20 minutes. And I had to basically explain and say, well, that's because they're not doing it correctly. This is what we do. And this is how we do it. And this is how it's done correctly. And and then just educating a customer in that situation. I mean, I've taken care of her ever since. And that's been kind of one of those things with her that, you know, I was able to, to convey what, it is whenever you're servicing a vehicle, it ain't, it's not just draining the oil and put a new filter on and zip you down the road because that can be a huge disservice like what you're talking about with the situation with the guy that you had. And so that's, that's something that, um, you know, it's very important, especially in our industry. So. Very, very true. So we'll go through, we got a couple comments here. Uh, 
I neglected the chat. So I, I saw that. I, I was going to say something, but I didn't. <laughs> Completely apologize. Uh, running, Delbert. Run, running both sides of this, happy new year. Uh, this board. So, yes, happy new year, uh, Delbert. And good morning to you. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so uh, Joey says, good point. Wish I would have taken my vehicle in for service work instead of half a <laughs> in myself. So, and then that's one of the things, too, that I wanted to talk about is, you know, people uh, doing the service themselves. Like, oh I'm, yeah. I'm all about, uh, all about that. Like I, I think that that's, uh, that's great to be involved in the mechanical side of it, but just, if you're going to do it, make sure you're, uh, is it even worth it anymore? Oh, like the, the oil and the yeah. filter and everything. When you get all of that together, it's about the same price as having somebody yeah. else. do. So it. from a dollar standpoint, no, we've got it. It's set up cost efficiently. Like you could not go purchase the the oil that it needed, the yeah. filter, uh, you know. And then by the time you had the oil, the 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 uh, le- used oil that you had to to do something with and stuff like that, like you could. not I think it came down to an additional five or ten bucks that sure. you would pay uh, on top of that if you're using the same, you know, motorcraft oil and sure. filter and stuff like that. Hundred percent not worth it. But there are some people that just want to mechanically be involved, and it. that's great. Yeah, you know? sure. Uh, just make sure that we're checking tire pressures, that we're, you know, uh, going through checking. And and my biggest thing is, you know, in our environment is that, you know, when somebody's looking at your vehicle, they've looked at, you know, fifteen other vehicles that are exactly like yours and know where what's uh, things stick out yeah. whenever you've looked at 10 of them the exact same and one of them has something that's different than all the others that's the red flag yep you know what i mean yep for sure so well hey uh everybody the we're gonna wind down here i had uh, a whole list man did you i did yeah we didn't get to it we didn't get to that's any what, of it uh, phone calls will do that Yeah, i get that which is fine i'd rather talk about <laughs> I would too. Yeah, i'd rather talk about what uh what they want to talk about and hear the stories and everything like for that. sure so but uh yeah everybody have a safe and uh wonderful happy new year for sure cannot believe that 2003 is just about in the books uh, from that standpoint, if you say we'll see you next year, I swear to God. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that. Thank That's you. The, I was told by my son that that is the stupidest dad joke there is. <laughs> I love your son. <laughs> so uh, I will not say that. But uh, yeah, everybody have a safe and happy new year. I want to thank our uh, sponsors, which is BG Products, all the great preventative maintenance items that we use right here inside Mel Hamilton Ford. Go to rent if you're looking for a larger vehicle, a 12 or 15 passenger van. Uh, give Stan a call right here inside Mel Hamilton Ford. And then uh, Big Corner Creative for all your market marketing and advertising needs uh, race car wraps, window wraps, uh, vehicle wraps, uh, window tinting, uh, conventional and traditional uh, media uh, advertisement. So Big Corner Creative uh, is another great sponsor of ours. So everybody have a safe and happy new year, and we will talk to you uh, next time. (laughs) 